From the pages of ramblingbeachcat.com, this is Seth and Nick coming at you with the weekly podcast. We love getting your questions, so send your comments and queries to questions at ramblingbeachcat.com. Today we take up the crusade against creepy ice cream trucks, and my comic book binding habit causes Nick to have traumatic flashbacks to his days as a level 29 poop ranger dwarf in World of Warcraft. In our Dale segment, we discuss how mandatory office work times became a part of our college Tremone grades. All this and some quality mooning stories, it's all coming up here on the Rambling Beach Cast. Uh, uh, I've got a stack of paperwork for you to do while I cue the music. Yeah. I got to get something off my chest. I'm a, I'm living in fear in my own neighborhood right now. Oh yeah. I uh, like my wife tonight couldn't go out jogging for a while. Like she was about to go out jogging and she had to wait. And the reason she had to wait is because our creepy ice cream man oh. drive around. And like, <laughs> what people don't understand about our ice cream man or woman, I don't even know. For all I know, it could be like an undead demon in there. The I don't window, know. The windows are too tinted. What yeah. creeps me out about the ice cream man in our neighborhood is that he he drives around and he he plays and this has been going on since the summer. He drives around really slowly in a gray van. Now, okay, sure. that's that's fine. Around dusk, you know, when it's getting dark outside, so that's okay, you know. And he plays Christmas music really slow. Christmas music? Yeah, like one of his favorites is Silent Night. Oh, that's so crazy. it's around dusk, and you're you're driving around here. Do 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 do. It's like it's it's just creepy, okay. But here's where it really I say I'm living in fear of my home. You know, I should be able to get over that. So I've I've been listening to this all summer. He's been driving around our you know neighborhood playing creepy Christmas music. It's it's sort of become a joke, but I kind of knew his rotation, mm-hmm. and. uh on my birthday, on July 23rd, if any of you want to mark that in your calendars, on my birthday, I am enjoying my birthday. I am laying in bed around 7 o'clock. I mean, not like in bed, like not under the covers, but I'm laying down and I'm reading comic books. I mean, it is a nice birth. you know? Absolutely. I'm sitting there. That's what every man should want for his birthday. And I hear the ice cream truck getting louder and louder only for the first and only time ever. It is playing happy birthday to you. Oh. And I mean it. Have I not told you about this before? No, no. And I was just oh. there. I was just. Oh, I was there right right after your birthday, wasn't I? Like it a week after me, or something. It made me want to <laughs> my pants. I was, <laughs> I was so scared. And I remember, like, I called Karen. I called Karen. I said, "Is is this? D- did you put the ice cream man up to this? Like, did you tell him to do that to scare me?" She laughed. She was like, I wish I had. I wish I could take credit for it. But I no, I. <laughs> oh, it was so scary. And then today, like, I mean, he'd been gone since around August. And uh, yeah, today. They do that. They disappear. They just. Well, but here's the thing. He started, he started driving around today uh, playing Oh Come All Ye Faithful. 
I don't. And look, I have no problem. Of course, I'm a Christian and I celebrate Christmas. I'm okay with it. But I, why? Why do you play slow, haunting Christmas music for the ice cream truck? I know. Load your kids in my trunk. So terrible. <laughs> I've already had because you know the, the other ice cream. Whoever there was an ice cream lady once, and I embarrassed the heck out of myself when like. I heard this a couple of years ago. I heard the ice cream truck, and I went running out. And I was like, "Oh, the ice cream man!" It's like me and a herd of five-year-old kids running yeah. for the truck, you're and I get them out of the way. And you're... <laughs> well, I was embarrassed because these dads look at me like, "Hey, uh, your kid here too?" And I was like, uh, uh, yeah. "Yeah, we'll go with that's, that." <laughs> that's why I ran for not because I was going to buy ice cream, but uh, and I mean, it freaked Karen out enough. She's like, "I can't jog right now," and I was like, "Yeah, I wouldn't go out there." And so I mean, we're sitting here in our home with Oh Come All Ye Faithful. And I mean, it's like no matter how far away he gets, you still hear it. Mm-hmm. Now, is this was this an actual ice cream truck or was this just some creepy pedivan? That no, it's, it's the up? ice cream truck. Okay. I've, and the only reason I know is because I've, I've, I've stayed in the dining room and peered out the window as it went <laughs> by. I won't go out. I look out. I know you can probably listen to this sound stupid, but it. Oh, it scares the heck out of me. The reason, then, the reason I ask that is because I've got a couple of those in my neighborhood here in Phoenix that just put, but they're not ice cream trucks. They're just vans, and they're they're like Dodge full size vans, and they have t- the windows that are tinted too much. You know, you can't see into these yeah. things, and so you you're kind of crossing your fingers, wondering what's going to pop out when you open the sliding door on the side. It could be ice cream. It could be somebody holding a machete. You just don't yeah. know. You take the risk. But one of them is he has lettering, like the single block lettering that you would put on signs and stuff. Yeah. And up on top of the van, it says ice cream ghost. But it's a black van, and he ran out of space on the top. So it says ice cream ghost, and the ghost curves down around <laughs> Does does he actually sell ice cream? Yeah, he does. They both have the creepy music. Yeah, I mean they don't play Christmas music though. That would be that would be intense. Yeah, I just don't get that. Why Christmas music in the summer? And I I guess it's not summer now, but it's still. I mean September. You know, but like Christmas music in June and July. Yeah, maybe it's it's like it's the only music we could find that was royalty free. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you what's weird, too, is a, a friend of mine, he lives in Kentucky right now. Uh, he says the ice cream man goes around their neighborhood at, like, 9 o'clock and 9.30 at night. Oh. <laughs> it's like, wow. Like, wow. Like that's... All, all the kids who aren't in bed yet deserve to be picked up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you let your kids go to a go to a random van at 9 o'clock at night, you're a bad parent. You're in Casey Anthony mode right there. It's like, uh, yeah, go to that van. Just go to that van. Son? Son, you need to learn a lesson. Go get yeah. some ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me back some if you can, yeah, if you can make the, it out. <laughs> the two that, that roam around my neighborhood, they disappear too. You would assume that they would be here all summer. But even during the summer, they just come and go. And like One week you'll see them four days in a row. And then they'll be gone. So it really is the ice cream ghost. I'm convinced. Yeah. You wonder if, the, if like, the uh, like it's really, like, you're actually seeing it. Like, I'm glad Karen <laughs> is here to confirm. Like, cause I wonder if it's, like, so, if I'm finally losing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, maybe this is all in my head. But luckily, Karen hears it, too. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we're just parasitic and we, you know, or symbi- you know, symbiotic or whatever. But, oh, 
creeps me out. The next I'll tell you, in our line of conspiracy theories is where have all the ice cream trucks gone? There you go. Yeah. I heard a, I heard a great story the other day. I thought you'd like this. This is one story because I, I have my kids at school. They ask me all the time. They're like, you know, Mister Ed, why don't you have kids? And I'm like, because of you. But no, <laughs> but no, because I, you know, I have plenty of reasons. But this is one of the reasons I give kids is because I would do things like this, and I thought this was one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. This dad, this is on Reddit. He was telling a story. This dad, he, uh, his daughter went to the park, and uh, she made. She was like, you know, eight years old. And she made friends with, like, another eight-year-old boy. Okay? And, like, it was perfectly innocent, you know. But, you know, at that age, you know, they're, they're playing and they're, like, throwing a Frisbee to each other, like, all day. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he can tell that there's an attraction there. But they can't. They're eight years old. Yeah. And they play, like, all day. And the dad's just over there, you know, hanging out or whatever. So, you know, the kid actually runs off and the dad never gets to introduce himself to the kid. So, uh, the, <laughs> the next day... Oh. Uh, the kid comes over to the house and knocks on the door, and the dad comes. He's like, "Yes." He goes, "Hi, can Allison come out to play?" <laughs> and the dad dad looks and he goes, "Why would you ask me that?" And he goes, "Well, Al- this is where Allison lives, right?" And he goes, "Son, my daughter Allison's been dead for twenty years." Oh, and the kid just looks like, "What?" Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> thought he'd been playing frisbee with a ghost. <laughs> I was like, because I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that is pretty funny. I would do something like that. <laughs> I shouldn't have children. Daddy, I don't want to go in the ice cream truck anymore. Yeah. Well, uh, you will go to the ice cream truck. It's an instant diabetic cure right there. You yeah. just get a have a tra- traumatic experience with an ice cream pedivan. <laughs> ice cream pedivan. <laughs> I, I tell you that, like I, I really knew how bad it was when I mean Karen said she couldn't go out to jog, and I, I didn't make fun of her. I was like, I, I thought she made a wise decision. I was yeah. like, I go outside <laughs> as long as the ice cream man is here, or woman, or undead thing, whatever <laughs> is driving that stupid van around. All right, so I think we we're going to talk a little bit about uh, we were going to uh, have we're going we're going to continue to uh, talk about Katie Kearns not coming on here. We're on a streak of two now in the opposite direction of guests bailing on us. Yeah, yeah. Well, then I have, I mean, we'll have Justin on eventually. We're eventually, um, not this week, but at some point, going to have the owner of one of our favorite spots that we used to hang out at. An old uh, watering hole. Yep. Club Habana. Yeah, it was a cigar bar and it was shut down. We're going to complain about that, but we're going to complain about it with Justin. He's the owner of it. So I guess I shouldn't be mad. It took me, like, what, two months to finally get a hold of them, so a couple days isn't that bad to have to wait longer. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about about Dale's uh, office work. But but you had something else. You had some geekish stuff you wanted to discuss. Oh, yeah, I just got in the mail my most recent order of comic books that I had bound, like uh, custom-bound into hardcovers. And it's been a while since I've had had any work done. I sound like I'm talking about plastic surgery yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. So I had a little nip tuck, little lipo. Yeah, I just got four uh, volumes in the mail from Herring and Robinson Bookbinder. And the binder I usually use was out of Texas, and they went out of business, I guess, like a, a summer or two ago. And so I haven't had anything uh, done since then. But they just sent me uh, – 
good looking books, man. They, they're imitation leather and. What do you mean imitation leather? Well, it's basically a. I think it's a, a cloth or a vinyl kind of artificial product or something that they that looks and feels like leather. So they put that as the the covering for the hardback, and then they sew the issues together to and then uh, put some uh, lettering on the on the spine and everything. But nice. I got uh, <clears throat> what did I get here? I got the uh, collection of uh, World of Warcraft comics. Oh yeah, that Wildstorm put out. Yeah. Now, wait, you know, you know, you start talking about World of Warcraft. That's like you start talking about heroin with a drug addict. I, I, I'm, I just, I'm, yeah, I just triggered a deep subconscious <laughs> response in Nick. <laughs> you know, I was I was very proud of myself. By the way, they've been running World of Warcraft commercials, and I did not start jonesing. Yeah, I was like, I can do this. Yeah, and I watched the commercial. Now, I admit, though, I stopped what I was doing. I was typing. I was typing a story. Actually, I stopped. Like you heard, it's like a dog hearing the whistle. You know, you just stop and. The ears perk up and yeah I'm, you know i can talk about it for a bit yeah let me go okay so you got the warcraft yeah so and i got uh robert kirkman's astounding wolfman the uh is yeah. that you know i read the first issue is that good i like the first issue yeah yeah it is it is good and it's it's not walking dead level i mean but it's well, not much is yeah, it's true but it, it's it's solid, and it's only twenty five issues, so it's it's worth the the read. You could probably find them pretty cheap now. Yeah. But uh, I had that, and the uh, I, I called this uh, this one the, the world of Frank Frazetta. Image Comics put out a bunch of Frank Frazetta universe comics uh, over the past like four years or so, and Death Dealer and a bunch of one shots that. That they that they put out, so I, I bound all those together, and nice. that's looking pretty good. And then I have the most recent Moon Knight series, not the, not the Bendis one that's going on right now, but the Houston and Finch. Wait, there's a Bendis Moon Knight series right now. Yeah. Oh wow, I'm I'm out of it on that. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I got really tired of Moon Knight for a while. Just I, I by liked, the way, I liked that that. Charlie Houston series, so I had, yeah, but it I was like six issues. It was no, it was it. It went on for that. That team went on for twelve issues, and then I think some other people took over. And, and once it got towards the end, it was uh, you could tell it was kind of dropping off. And then it was time for a relaunch, a new number old one. Relaunch. By the way, I need to cut into it. I, I just forgot. I don't have a drink here with me, and I need one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hang on one second. So this is the time in the podcast where I have the opportunity to do a one-man monologue while Nick goes and retrieves a little sip-sip. Now, Nick doesn't like people to know that he has an addiction to diet soda. I suppose it's probably better than other addictions like prostitutes and cocaine and harder drugs. So comic books, toys... Diet soda. We'll give that to Nick. Poor guy. He's been uh, he's been jonesing. That's I, he better not have AL8. If he has AL8, and I don't, I'm going to be extremely grumpy. Were you just talking to yourself? Yeah, I was doing a little one man monologue <laughs> for our <laughs> listeners here. 
I uh, I went downstairs to get a soda. I love my wife. She got me a soda. Like she got my ginger ale. But she's gonna as start I'm down vacuuming. There, she's gonna start vacuuming yeah. to get back at you. <laughs> as I'm down there, she goes, "I just took a huge turd. Do you want to see it?" I took now that's turd, huge turd. I took a huge turd. Like she just took a dump. Like she's still pooping down there right now. I said, "Uh, no, I don't." And as if to entice me, she goes, "Are you sure it smells really bad? Why? Why would you use that as like a, you know?" Yeah, that that only works with guys. Yeah, I admit it's a complete girl, double standard. Girl poop is nasty. Yeah, yeah, it you is. You guys like hold it in and it's, yeah, it gets compacted in there and just it's like pooping out a chair post and yeah. then they deny that they do it. Yeah, well, not no, not Karen. Karen does not deny it. Girls don't do that. Yeah. Karen's Karen's very proud about it. So, so, yeah. so that's the end of my binding my binding story. I'm very excited because I want to have more Star Wars comics bound, and uh, this new binder seems to seems to have worked out pretty well. So I'm excited. So, do you, you know the Warcraft thing? Now, have you ever played MMOs before? I think we've talked about this a little bit, but have you played? It's been a long time since I've had a PC. I, I played Diablo 2 when it came out back in my undergrad. Yeah. It was like 2002 or something like that. Uh, what else have I played? I played a little bit of Guild Wars and Star Wars Old Republic. Most of the time I only play when I go to visit my family because I don't have an actual PC, like a gaming mm-hmm. PC here. My brother is hardcore into that stuff. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so usually when I go home, I he lets me play. He he allots me fifteen minutes. Yeah. You know, every three yeah. hours, I get fifteen minutes. I, I'm like the little, uh, the little kid with the toy. Yeah. You know, who, who wants to wants to borrow his friends? Oh, cool toy. Man. So I mean, I'm, I'm I literally. I mean, I don't. I try to stay away from it. I mean, I'm I'm very proud of the fact that I've been clean for so long yeah. off of. Off of work, and here's the thing: I don't like you know. There's actual like things for WoW detox and stuff, and like here, here's like I actually I don't blame the game at all. The reason it was so addictive is because it was a re- really great game. But that's how I am with everything, you know. Like this whole riding kick I've been on for the last you know couple of years. I mean, I, I can't ever if I really get into something, you know, do it halfway. But Warcraft, like with riding, yeah, I can stop, mm-hmm. do something else. I mean, Warcraft, you, you just you could keep going. That's why you've had people die of dehydration. Yeah. (laughs) I I had, I remember the, it was the first or second time that I came down to visit you. I think it might have been for your wedding. And you were just sitting on a computer the whole time and just got to, got to, not the whole time. Not the whole time. Make my my trades. You were like running the World of Warcraft marketplace or something. Oh, yeah. I just, I just logged in to get my trades going. That was it. (laughs) We were just like Joe and I were standing around, just kind of awkwardly waiting for you to to finish so we could go do something. It's just <laughs> that was a big step for me that that the weekend of my wedding. I stepped away from Warcraft for a while. Yeah, that was a big moment for me. <laughs> yeah, I used to play, so I can't believe how much I played. I remember that was what I, I'm not even going to say. I'm too embarrassed to say on air, but you can push slash play to see how long you've played, like total game time. Oh. I saw it and I was like, "That much of my life." That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, "I need to stop." Yeah, I mean, so. I play, I play Xbox, I play Halo, uh, Halo Reach. But yeah, I, I still play video games. But... I played Dragon Age, Dragon Age Origins, stuff like that, but not not a whole lot. I played a little bit more recently just because I'm alone. 
and I need companionship. But we keep telling you to move down here and be my manslave. I know, I know. We're work, we're working on it. it. Would be awesome if you could if they had prescriptions specifically World of Warcraft. Like you had to take two tablets of Azeroth every <laughs> every every day to help you with, with your withdrawal. <laughs> I remember the most embarrassing thing was my mom describing. Because I remember my parents were really happy when I stopped playing Warcraft. And I mean, I joke about it. It really was like I had overcome a drug addiction. Mm-hmm. I remember I went to visit them uh, with other family. And they're like, you know, you seem a lot more alert and happy. I was like, yeah, I used to play so much. And my mom said, you know, I remember when you visited us down in Florida. I went to Florida with my mom and dad to uh, go to a, a cousin's wedding. And they said, you know, like we'd be visiting with family and you'd be falling asleep in a chair because you've been playing Warcraft all night. It was like you were sleeping off a hangover. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh, that's embarrassing. But, yeah, I used to play so much back then. But that's here's here's the thing I tell people, actually. This is this is kind of the, the scary thing. I have never had more fun with one single hobby. One single, like, I'm serious. I know, I know that sounds crazy. I've never had more instant gratification fun. Like, I love writing right now, but, I mean, it – there's times it goes well, times it doesn't, times it's very frustrating. And Warcraft can be that way too. So more than toys, more than comics, more than yeah. I've had, I've never, I've never, <laughs> nice. I've had, I've never had more fun with one single hobby. But that's the problem is all the other stuff I did, I stopped. Like comics, for instance, you would not believe when I stopped playing Warcraft and I said, okay, go ahead and send me my box of comics. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> giant box all those those shipments you held for the past year literally yeah it was insane oh Um, wow yeah and i mean i stopped doing everything so i'm kind of the opposite i i i don't do a lot of hobbies at the same time right now i'm in comic books and binding like that's pretty much the the hobbies that i have and i'm like i migrated from comics when i was in middle school to action figures when i was in high school and magic the gathering you know had a little stint in there ever i never got into that stuff <laughs> yeah and i i'll still play it's like once you learn the rules of the game it, it, you can pick up where you left off but yeah. and then i had probably two or three years once i got into college where i wasn't doing much of anything hobby wise until we got I pulled, back. I pulled yeah. you into the comic world. You pulled me into the fold. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, I still like I, I like comic. I'm not as into like I didn't know Bendis was writing a Moon Knight book I, before. I would have known known that before the announcement was made. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Now, I'm, so I'm I'm still into it, but like you know, like I have a stack of comics right now sitting on my on my uh, bookshelf. I haven't read yet, and they've been I'll here be for too. a few days. I'll be fine. I'll read them late tonight if I'm still still awake when Dark Horse puts out issue three of Darth Maul. I'll, I'll download it and read it tonight. I'm still awake. I'm that I'm that excited about it. You know, so yeah. and that's another thing. Star Wars. I recently. So that's the thing is now that I don't play that game, I'm, I'm really uh, I'm like really in like writing for Bleacher Report, writing for the blog, doing this podcast, action figure stuff, um, reading in general. Uh, I I wasn't reading a lot, and now you know I read a lot more books, comic books, you know, articles, magazines, stuff on the internet. I mean, it's there's a whole plethora of things that i i do now that i really enjoy so that's the thing is like you know people say will we ever go back to playing warcraft and i'm like as much fun as i had i'm much happier 
not playing it. But I feel bad saying that because it makes it sound like the game is some evil, terrible thing. It's not. I just, I can't, I, I couldn't, just my personality, I, I couldn't handle that. Yeah. If that it's, makes sense. It's hard, to, it's hard to moderate. It's hard to moderate things. Yeah. As games progress and the, just the, the visual stimulus of it and the the ability to assume more and more certain roles you know, in, in, in role-playing. Uh, it used to be all we had was Dungeons and & Dragons, and you had a booklet that all you had a pencil and paper and dice. And I remember the first time I – I think it was in eighth grade. Yeah, it was eighth grade. I got one of those Dungeons & Dragons booklets one of the manuals yeah, just explaining how everything worked. And I just started reading it because I was checking it out, seeing what it was. And I spent the, I think about maybe two, two or three hours over the course of a school night reading this thing. And <laughs> finally my parents came in and had this intervention. It was just, a, <laughs> <laughs> my dad was like, your mother and I are very concerned about this Dungeons and Dragons book that you've been reading. Were they were they one of the like my mom who thinks that like people who do that are like into the occult and oh yeah to turn to Satanism yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it was the they thought you know goblins and demons and orcs and elves and all this stuff and yeah uh, that it was... Lord of the Rings is okay though because that was my Christian author <laughs> so that's no, fine. I, I don't I don't I had I had never even heard of Lord of the Rings at that point I and I don't think my parents really had either so it's but yeah, like that was the end of that. That was the end of my foray into Dungeons and Dragons. I didn't even get to play. I read the booklet and I got scolded. <laughs> I got scolded. Yeah, <laughs> just take the book and throw it across the room. <laughs> you imagine your mom, start, all Hillary Duff, walking yeah. in, and be like, "I'm taking this." There it yeah, goes. Start, start chanting some spell. Just yeah. Like... <laughs> start speaking in tongues. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> well, okay, my mom's side of the family, you know, they're mostly ministers. It's still not mostly, but a lot of them are ministers. And uh, it's actually caused a few issues because, uh, you know, they're very, very conservative, which here's what's weird. I was talking to someone. I think I'm actually conservative, but I think conservative has gotten so extreme. Yeah. Like, I think Ronald Reagan would be considered a liberal sometimes. Like oh, you yeah. look at today's standards. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's conservative. So, I mean, but some of my relatives will say things and I think the time that really got me in trouble with a lot of my mom's side of the family, and I am getting somewhere with the Dungeons and Dragons thing, I promise, but taking a road trip to there, is that um, back when Barack Obama and John McCain were running against each other, a lot of people in my family were posting statuses like, I'm voting Christian, I'm voting McCain. Oh. And I would bring up, and it's, I'd say... Um, Three wives and... <laughs> well, I, I would say, I was like, you know, I, I said, I really... I said, weren't you also saying back when Clinton cheated on his wife that he wasn't fit to be president because he did that? How is McCain leaving his wife in a wheelchair for a hot, rich woman different? different? Yeah, yeah, and that that caused a few family members to not really talk to me anymore. <laughs> so, so they're really, really conservative. But most of them are really, really kind people, very loving. But one thing I can't, you know, very spiritual people is that when they it's to the point that it's like with with the people and it's the helm side you know i'm naturally my dad's side helm side with the helm side when something you know the the people my age joke about this is when the older people want us to do something or, or want us to see something a certain way they'll say i've had a very heavy burden on my heart about this 
And like they would get now, I will say my mom came to me with a heavy burden on her heart about Warcraft and she was right. But, you know, it could be like, you know, I, I want to go, you know, I want, I want to go to the movies. Like I have a heavy burden on my, it's like, Oh gosh. <laughs> on my parents' heart was the yeah. Dungeons and Dragons manual. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> now it's all Obama's a Muslim. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, we, it switched tactics. Yeah. See, I was I grew up conservative too, and really, really conservative. My my whole family is uh, is pretty pretty right wing, and as you progress in life, usually the the typical progression of things is you become more liberal, and then you have children, and then you gradually become more conservative. And I, I think part of it is just it's a matter of perspective where you stand. And is are the the majority's views shifting, you know, to uh, one side or the other? And are you are you staying the same? But my whole my whole family, growing up conservative, is just uh, lots of the same moments. I can sympathize with you. Yeah, it's like well, here's the I, you know I still consider myself mostly conservative. Like I said, I just think that conservative has gotten so outrageous. Yeah, it, it's, once it got once it got. I don't know if hijacked is the right word, but once the whole conservative movement uh, got infiltrated with the whole religious movement, like it became synonymous with being Christian. Uh-huh. Whereas traditional conservatism would be live and let live, you know, just keeping things the way they are, but not having government involvement in anything, like legislating yeah. morality or. It, and, fiscal responsibility you know things that yeah nobody's nobody, nobody seems to care about yeah well we're getting we're getting political but yeah that's the yeah, boring, boring, boring yeah. preachy part yeah but yeah that, it, but it ends up it ends up playing into our uh our interactions as our families play so yeah. anyway but yeah back to the uh the warcraft oh that was uh i mean it was fun but the other thing is it became more stressful than my job yeah i can imagine like I would, I would sit there and be screaming at thirty nine other people. Why can't you do this, <laughs> Like, <laughs> like you know, it's bad when when going. You start and... button mashing F eight because it's your circle of protection. <laughs> Just yeah. your hand well, starts going. <laughs> it's bad when you're, um, you know, there's every, you know, you, I deal with you know eleven to thirteen year olds every day, and that's less stressful than a video game. I actually remember the day I pretty much stopped playing was Lost was on. Before it had that terrible series finale, gosh. Never but anyway, uh, but anyway, I'm I'm sitting there watching, and, and like I was supposed to raid that night, you know, like I was supposed to, <laughs> like we we're supposed to go kill something. I don't know, you know. And I'm like sitting there, and I look 15, at my computer. Fifteen vulture camels. Yeah, a vulture camel. That sounds pretty amazing, actually. <laughs> I'd, I'd get back on the game for that. No, but I, uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I look at my computer. I look over at my wife and my dogs at the TV, and I'm like, I think I'm just going to skip this round. <laughs> and I never went back after that. <laughs> I just stopped playing. Did your guild leader chastise you for missing the raid? No. Uh, no. I mean, that's, I just pretty much... Now, here's what's funny. I actually have a few people in the game I'll call once in a while and talk and check up on them, see how they're doing. I mean, I, I made real friends. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was I was just like, I can't. Yeah, I was like, I, I just... Real, I just... real friends posing as hot females. There you go, yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, that was um, 
but I remember just having that moment of clarity being like, I, uh, I'm going to watch Lost. And just, <laughs> just jumping over and watching it. And that was it after that is watching Lost. I said, I'm, I'm still kind of hung up on that whole vulture camel thing. Yeah. That sounds like a cool mob. If my mind were an MMORPG. <laughs> I don't know if there were that. everywhere. I'd make a I'd make a mob that was an ice cream man went around. Yeah. Yeah, you have, to, ice, you have to raid the raid the ice cream check. Oh. But I uh yeah, I'm glad that the uh Warcraft stage is over, but it was fun, but it got it got so stressful. I mean, when you're throwing things and screaming at people, it's like might be time to calm down. And that's the thing, I used to make fun of those people that got mad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's the same deal. Like, for instance, there was one boss, I remember we had to fight where all you had to do was you had to check when you were fighting something. And if you're, you, you, there were two electric currents. And if you got charged with a positive, you had to fight on one side. If you got charged with a negative, you had to go to another side. That sounds pretty simple, right? Yeah. No. I mean, like, it was like, a, or, you know, like, I, I remember I would always, if I was giving instructions, it says, if the ground underneath you turns red, just like in real life, get away from it. You know, it's like, that happened in the real world, you would run. If that happens in the game, you run. Like, don't stand and fire. But people just can't, you know, they'll just sit there and stand and fire like, like they're, you know... Like they're Johnny Flame. You start you know. screaming, please, Lord Darwin, let them fall in the lava. You know, <laughs> But no, you see, that's the thing. You couldn't because they would die and then you'd have to... Oh. Uh, and that's it. People would admit when they did stuff wrong. Like, that's what I... I remember one time we started this... Uh, we started running this program that for that exact boss would tell you what people screwed up. Wow. And I loved it. I said, this is the greatest thing ever. And we got complaints. Like, people were like... That thing is very mean. It hurts others' feelings. It's, and I was like, I don't care. It gets the job done. Here's the, once, we started running, once we started running that program, it got so much better because people got scared. But you see, that's this, we're talking about a video game. I'm making this sound like it's some sort of military conflict. Yeah. But, you know, and so it's like, oh, gosh, what are we, you know? Like, I mean, uh, listen to myself talk about it now. It's like, this doesn't sound fun yeah. after a while. It's kind of like, oh. So, I don't know. Did you ever have to play with other people on the MMOs? Because that's where it really gets intense. Uh, every once in a while, I would. I, Diablo 2 didn't have much multiplayer at all. You, were, you weren't playing as groups, I don't think. But uh, I, the, the little I played of Guild Wars and the little I played of Star Wars Old Republic is mostly solo stuff. I didn't have a clan. I wasn't cool enough. A clan. Yeah. So, it was always funny because my brother's message box would be spammed with all these like 12 and 13 year olds. Hey guys, I just want everyone to know that I'm starting a new clan. And if you want to join, just message me. It's just <laughs> the thought of joy. Have a 12 year old kid as your clan leader. Yeah. Just, yeah. uh, it is a little, little disturbing to me. I'll tell you what's weird too, is the, the social, because like we would play, and you'd have everyone there from like you know a fifty year old military veteran to a eleven year old, yeah. And I mean, it was really weird the social interaction that had to go on, you know, like some of the things that that you had to be careful. Of. And like I remember one time I called someone a retard, and that didn't go over well because someone had a brother that was actually like had Down syndrome, so like that <laughs> that, that caused a whole. I, I think I did the raid. 
one one thing that really didn't go well was I remember one of the guys I played with, his wife was Mexican. And uh you can probably see where this is going. Yeah. And I mean she was she was stole all the loot. Stole all the loot. Wow. Okay, you took it there already. No, but, but here's the thing is is someone made a racist comment about Mexicans. Yeah. And oh he unloaded. <laughs> I mean, it just got so awkward. You know, like what do you do you know? Yeah. What, yeah, I mean, yeah. So if you if somebody's trying to communicate Sun Tzu's art of war and how to strategically attack the main boss, and the fifty-year-old military guy just isn't listening to the twelve-year-old, you know, <laughs> yeah, explain it. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we got a, a, one question here, and then we'll go into some Dale stuff. Uh, nice. Question I got is from Jack. Jack's a former student of mine. He wants to know wants to know a crazy college story. And since Jack's older, I can I can tell the story. I guess. I was thinking we could tell the story. Have we ever told about graders and why we weren't allowed to go there anymore? No. Was I involved in that? Uh, graders, the 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 sun and the moon. That was me and you, my friend. Ooh, do tell. I, I must. I'm drawing a blank on this. This is the ice cream place. I, I know it's what Graders is, but is you know this exactly the, pla- the place we mooned. Yes, but I was trying to leave the. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll cut that out. I'll cut okay. it out. We... All right. Uh, yeah, the, the graders, when we, uh, we, we went to see the Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra, uh, it was like the whole trombone studio, Dale went with us, and, uh, you know, we were, we were there, and then on our way back, we saw a graders ice cream, and they were closed, they closed at 10, and we it was like, just before, didn't we? No, no, it wasn't just before, it was like at 9, it was a little after 9.30, okay, so, admittedly, we were kind of those people, we really wanted ice cream, okay, and it was like, seven or eight of us and so there's other people in the store it's not like you know so we start to walk up to the door and they see us and they run up to the door and they lock it oh yeah yeah i remember this it was snowing outside and we are angry believe it or not all the people who took it well dale took it in stride better than any of us which is Unbelievable! Like Dale's like, hey, I mean, you know, that's just that's just kind of a jerk thing to do, but you know, I'm ready. Yeah, he was just like, ah, oh, that's lame. You should. We're all like screaming and cussing and like, oh my, that's the ice cream. I will have graders. Yeah, Dale's like, ah, hey, you know, I mean, hey, that's just. And you know, we're we're all like, when Dale's the calm one in a situation, that's where you know we've lost. <laughs> and so we're <laughs> we're sitting there yelling, screaming. I was like, Seth, I think it's time for them to see. See the earth and the moon. So we go over, and I mean, it's freezing cold. And so we walk up and pull down our pants and stick our butts right, right up on the, the window. window. Oh, yeah. In the restaurant. And I, I remember banging on the window and saying, hey, hey. And like, they look, and, and I don't, I didn't see this, but the people there told, I remember they said that the people who actually worked at the store and the customers, at least some of them laughed when they saw it. So, yeah, so we got our pressed hams up against the window. We're so leaving these, cold. yeah, sw- so sweaty, cold. moist, steaming butt prints just on on the glass. I even did my my patented waning crescent move as we walked away. That's where yeah. I tighten up tighten up my belt around my butt, <laughs> and, and part of the muffin top just kind of hangs over. So you just get a sliver of of, yeah. of the you get part of the crack and the sliver, and that's the waning crescent maneuver. That I was, that I patented in college. All right, didn't Kate do it too? No, Kate didn't moon at Graders. No, no, no. We were the only ones who, because it was freezing outside and it was yeah, snowing. It was. Only and you Dale. and I had the cojones <laughs> to go up there. And I mean, 
remember I've told my parents that my mom got so mad at me. She's like, you've got to stop booting people. You're going to get arrested for a decent exposure, which she's right, actually. I think about it now. Yeah, we probably could have. Yeah. But then uh, didn't Dale love it? Dale was just yeah, like, Dale was like ah, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that's fine. But yeah, he gets offended when we fart on his head. At yeah. The, uh, the studio party. <laughs> the best mooning I ever got to this day um, was actually about a year and a half ago. <laughs> like, that's the thing. It's once again, <laughs> on college, it really kind of hit me. It's like, I can't moon people anymore. But something I began to realize is how wonderful technology is. Like, for instance, when I lived with Joe or Joe, I, uh, what I would do is I would take a picture of my butt and I would put it as my ringer ID. And then I would wait till he went to work and called him. So at work, his, <laughs> his phone and my picture of my butt would just pop up. I did that to Karen until one time she got really ticked at me because like all her vet techs were around and a picture of my butt just pops up. I was crazy. She got really angry. You know, so I used to do that, but my, my best mooning I ever got was uh, Karen was talking, and we're not sure what because we call them outlaws. Her brother's divorced, but she's still friends with her brother's ex-wife, so we call her sister outlaw instead of in-laws. And they were talking on Skype, and Stephanie is a really cool girl, but she like she's not like like she does not like. I remember one time I farted in front of her, and she got really offended. Yeah, so so she's not really into the gross humor. Yeah. Uh, so she's sitting there talking to Karen, and I realized she's talking to Karen in Louisville. So, I mean, this is over 400 miles away. And I realize I have the opportunity to moon somebody 400 miles Cross away. Country, yeah. yeah, so while Karen's talking, I, I, I duck down behind the couch and I pull my pants down. And then I pop up and my butt is like right next to Karen's face. I'm like, yeah, Stephanie, that's my <laughs> butt. You're getting mooned. She screams. And she, to this day, she refuses to speak to Karen on Skype or Google. <laughs> Well, she won't do it. She's like, because your husband mooned me, and I don't know when that's going to happen again, so I can't do it. <laughs> you scarred, you scarred her for life. She can oh. no longer use technology because yeah. of the fear of your 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 hind end showing up. Yeah. So uh... <laughs> I always remember it was the worst when you mooned people because when I was on the receiving end of that, you would do the Jim Carrey thing too, where you'd make your butt <laughs> talk. Where yeah. You'd be like you'd be like. <laughs> Reaching almost inside your butt to, 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 to make your cheeks talk, and you could see just the uh, the the mass of Greek hair and <laughs> oh, like you know, the 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 brown spot inside where the uh, just I'll, I'll it was you, talking at me. Here's here's my favorite my favorite way to moon ever, and I, I I have no opportunity. Like this was one of those things that college just you know it would have to be here is what i used to do is you know there'd always be people like smoking cigarettes outside the fine arts building yeah always be a big group of them so i would a lot of times wear like you know warm-up pants or something i would pull down my warm-up pants on my butt area so like you know they were down around my butt but keep the front area up and then pull my shirt over it yeah yeah so it looked like i was fully dressed Mm -hmm. and i would walk out there and i would actually i would talk to them for a while like, you know, to make sure that there was attention focused on me and we talk for a while and stuff and like, oh, okay. and then I'd say, all right, well, guys, I got to, I got to run. So um, I'll see you all later. This is after like five or 10 minutes. Like, all right, see you later, Nick. And as I walked away, I would flip up my shirt Yeah. and I, I wouldn't look back, but I'll flip my shirt. And when I flipped up my shirt, I would hear, oh, ah! <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's yeah, that's why, that's why I love doing the waning crescent because it was stealthy. I could get just about anybody 
you know, with my shirt untucked. And and you wouldn't even know it, too. Yeah. And then just throw it up. Oh. Okay. So uh, I think we have a little bit of Dale talk, Seth. A little Dale, yeah, a little Dale talk. Cue your music. Uh, <clears throat> one, two, see what you can do. You're listening. Cleet Dale story. That's that's funny. I was hoping for a Zabadoo dit. dit. Well, it's too late now. Yeah, those are bona fide North Texas jazz syllables. I wish I could say I made them up, but I can't. All right, so what we're going to talk about today, I think, was the office work, right? Yeah, yeah, the office work story. And this oh. may end up being a two-parter, even though yeah, we've got about to... 15 minutes here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know where to start with this, because it, it, it was kind of always part of our lives. Like, we, like, Dale made us do office work as part of our grade. Yeah, and as weird as that sounds, it's true. And and there's nothing wrong with it to me for a while until like you know we tell other people they're like what, and it, it came, wasn't it, just it came to a head when we decided to go to ETW the for the second time, uh-huh. because that was always the those two years that one was when Dale was just yeah I'm freaking out you know he would complain about paperwork all the time, and so he yeah. he would always get on to us about logistics and how he's doing all this work and and so it got to the point where we were we decided at some point that we wanted to to help and we said dale well if you need help just ask us and then nobody showed up <laughs> like nobody went, into, nobody went in to help him so he decided to take it upon himself to make it mandatory no no because it was much longer than that but i think that was the boil over point that was yeah. when that was when it, it I think it became mandatory. We each had to do one hour of quote unquote work times. Yeah. Each week. But you see, it it wasn't just that though. Like he would also like, sometimes like I remember he would make Brad or I'm sorry, someone who may or may not be the current trombone professor at the university of Kentucky. He would make Brad do like work. Like he would give him stuff to transcribe and work on at home. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, it was random stuff. It was just random stuff. And you'd yeah. go into his office, and he would always point to his stack of paperwork. He got, oh, I got so much paperwork to do. And his little section on his desk that said paperwork on it, it's like a quarter of an inch high. Yeah. And there's sticky notes on everything saying, file this away. And <laughs> it's like, send this to front office. And yeah. just, oh, I got so much paperwork to do. Yeah. And he, uh, I remember the weird one, my favorite thing that he, uh, he did one time was he had, he needed Brad to make a phone call for him. Yeah. And so like Brad came in the office, he goes, Dale, you still want me to make that phone call? He's like, ah, oh, yeah, come here. And he made Brad yeah, make the phone call and just watched him. <laughs> like he had Brad like, like make a phone call and just watched him do it. Yeah. That's just kind of creepy too. Yeah. So you had like ice cream music. But yeah, I mean, it was, he's just sitting there watching him. And I mean, he would. I remember Lee brought it up. Lee, uh, who will be telling a saga about eventually. There was a whole saga with Lee. Lee was one of the few people that would actually say things to Dale that 
some of us were too afraid to. But uh, he Lee brought up one time, you know, he's like work times. Like, why are you telling? And he was like, well, I need you guys at specific times to do specific jobs. And Lee was like, what to make copies? Yeah, that was the bulk of what we did was go up to the second floor and run something through the copy machine. And you go in for your scheduled work time, and Dale's just sitting there at his desk, yeah, know, trying to figure out his email. And <laughs> <laughs> I got to call tech support. I think a lot of it was just he wanted us to come by so that he could dismiss us. Like he so could just say, ah, "I don't have anything for you to do. You're free to go." Yeah, I think that was that was a big part of it. Uh, so it I'm... all it all came to it all came to a head eventually when. We all decided we got fed up with it, and we decided to go have a meeting with uh, the director of, of bands, who's basically one of the the three people in power at the school of music. Yeah, uh, and then the director of the school of music showed up when he found out that we were all Ultra Mode Studio was in his office, <laughs> and so he comes down to listen to what's going on. But we all just. Oh man, I I don't remember us being collectively that angry as a group. I I remember yeah. saying I just I, I I it makes me not want to be here anymore. Yeah. Well, it, it's just it's kind of like I mean he just he would have us do this these random jobs sometimes, you know like I mean and stuff that like I said like it was supposed to be that one hour but he would ask you to take things home or. Like, you know, you come and be like, uh, all right, Dale, I'm here for my work time. He goes, uh, I don't have anything. Come back in an hour. It's like, Wah. Yeah, come back in an hour. That was the that was like, the funniest part because, ah. Oh. It's like, what? No, I have class in an hour. You know, <laughs> Fail. I remember, yeah, and Dale had no respect for time. Like, um, I remember one time he had us, uh, a quartet I was in meeting – in the morning and we would be late to our next class and you know our professor got mad and i tried to explain that to Dale. he goes well we need to get this done so he's just gonna have to it's like what no yeah. i'm taking and or there was one time rick clary walked into lee's lesson and said lee needs to leave and go to wind yeah. ensemble yeah i was in wind ensemble that happened we were, we were all sitting there ready to play our warm-up corral and clary looks at us in the back of the tremone section it's me and uh, i think clint and and Brad, like, where's where's Lee? And we're just sitting there going, ah, uh, he's in his lesson. <laughs> and so you, Clary kind of gave the Clary nod and walked out down the hall <laughs> and opened the door, you know, knocked on the door, uh, come in. <laughs> I need Lee for wind ensemble. Okay, two minutes. <laughs> did he really say two minutes? I think so. I think he did. Oh. And of course he's as Lee's leaving, he's just <laughs> just talking to him the whole time he's going to the hallway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, that 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 meeting was when who was it? Misty Grubbs. Oh yeah. Saw she told, Well well hold on. I read, my favorite quote was you know, like we had this meeting and you know, it wasn't just the work like the work times was the boiling point, but a lot of the stuff we've talked about with Dale, I mean it just finally we couldn't handle it anymore. You know, the constant demeaning and the you know, just the comparing the, us to like, Juilliard yeah. and, and yeah. And you know, the just the just the neurotic general so, I mean all types of things. Like, you know, I mean this is the same man who made me clean dog dog off his shoe to get a scholarship. 
I mean, you know, this is we we just had it, and we're we're talking to Clary, and, and Clary said, you know, well, you know, he talked. He goes, we need to fix it because now let's let's kind of handle this carefully. You know, uh, I wouldn't say anything about about this to him yet, or you know, he might go and light himself on fire, <laughs> which was kind of moderately funny. Yeah, uh, until that day at, at Trombone Choir when Misty Grubbs was sitting there talking to Dale, and she's like, oh, man, all the trombones were down at Rick Clary's office today. <laughs> and Dale's like, what? <laughs> and, like, his voice is kind of shaking. <laughs> like, it was like a big old trombone party. It was Nick and Sally. He's like, well, Nick's not in ensemble, so... Yeah. I remember and you said, like, Clint had that picture he drew. Yeah, yeah. Because that was... Chuck was the one who found out that misty grubs because she saw misty grubs going down to talk to dale like oh. she she walked by clary's office and then walked down to to dale's office it was it started talking to him and so that was that was what prompted the picture that clint drew of uh, misty grubs standing in the the doorway of dale's office with her predator face and then chuck's in the background running behind her with his army helmet on well you see my face Favorite was still Dale lighting lighting himself on yeah. fire. How he had the he had the he had the, the, like, the lighter yeah. under his hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, I remember that meeting. Oh, we got to get Clint some of his drawings. Like I, I wish he would like get back. He had he had the most amazing drawings ever. Yeah. You could just tell him, be like, I, I asked him one time, one of your favorite pictures. I, I commissioned that. I said, <laughs> I want you to have a picture of Dale getting beaten up by a trombone, <laughs> and he did it. He drew Dale getting the crap kicked out of him by a trombone with, like, big old cartoon gloves, and it was punching him in the face. And it was one of the most beautiful pictures I've ever seen in my life. My favorite was Dale versus the studio. Yeah. I, everybody watched, is a big montage. of. <laughs> I was in Wind Ensemble that semester. I got to watch that, that beautiful piece of art take place. Like, he was just sitting there drawing. And I remember... I saw how, like, he first started with Dora's head getting smashed into the wall. Yeah. And then went back and, like, well, no, I'll take that back. He started with Dale. And he yeah, had him, like, a piece, yeah. pose. And then, then he started with Dora. And then he, he had me getting punched, and he drew my, like, my sideburns and my headphones on, like, perfectly. You know, getting punched <laughs> in the face. And he just kept adding people. And, I mean, yeah. it was, I remember, like, you were, you were like, laid out on the floor with an apple in your mouth. No, I, I, my, I was just a severed head on the file cabinet with yeah. an apple in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Lee was like Lee or Dave or somebody was impaled on a hook hanging from the ceiling and uh it was yeah it was perfect that was good times all right well do you have anything to say to our list well let me also first say once again thank you no one for using the email address instead sending it through Twitter or Facebook but the email address is questions at ramblingbeachcat.com ooh sultry that wasn't sultry that was angry all right you have anything for our listening audience no, I don't think so. I'm gonna go back to my hole. <laughs> wow, what? Why are you sad? You're usually pretty happy after we do a podcast. Why are you sad? I'm sad that it's ending. Oh, I had fun. It was. It, I was. I was a little bit mad that we didn't have a guest, but I still had fun talking about Warcraft and and mooning people. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. I got to finally express my fear of the ice cream man. Feel better now. Yeah, that was. Uh... It's good to get that off off our collective chests. Yeah. Our, our, our uh, fear of the ice cream neighborhood ice cream trucks. Alrighty. Well, I'm gonna actually go to bed because I'm old.
So <laughs> thank you for listening. And, uh, uh, and I'm going to edit this because I'm three hours behind. Oh, that's oh yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting it's not it's not late for you. Yeah. Well, if I want, if this is going to drop on Wednesday, then drop. Uh, I like how you're using the new. Uh... I'm in the lingo. You know, one time I heard my mom say that back when we were recording our our quartet CD. Oh. During my undergrad, my mom was telling my grandma, you know, the quartet just cut a new album, and <laughs> I just started laughing. Album. It's like shut up, Hillary. It's a hip industry lingo. When in actuality, it's kind of jive. You know, I was thinking. By the way, we were talking about getting a recording of Dale's voice. You have one on your Momus CD. I do at the end of the Momus CD. Yeah, if you yeah. want to hear it, you can buy the track for ninety nine cents. Oh wow! <laughs> Called William Tell Overture by the Momus Trombone Quartet. Actually, I do have some other audio of him. It, it's on a mini disc, my mini disc player. Back when I was recording stuff with with that, so I might be able to transfer some of the some of the audio. See what I can find. All right, cool. Well, we will see you guys next week. Uh, stay safe. Stay out of the ice cream. Yeah, stay away from the ice cream truck. If you hear music, just run. We'll see you all later. Thanks for listening. Do, 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 do. And I hope